This message was brought to you by Christian Service. afternoon and good evening i am your host greg scott and i am welcoming you to the fancy file podcast a christian service podcast today i have with me a fantastic group of panelists co-hosts if you will maybe maybe not that are going to join me in this great adventure that we will have Talking about the Bible. I don't know where that came from, but it came from my mind. That I know for sure. So, to my left and your left, I have with me the mighty man himself, the Mick. How are you? I'm glad to be in Flavor County. Would you like to elaborate on that? No. Why, why not? It is getting late, but I, I'm feeling pretty uh, pretty good about myself. And it's... there's something uh, pretty great about just opening the word and just taking in all the different aromas and, and flavors of it all. Okay, I accept that. And now we're going to move on to our next co-host who <laughs> decided to open himself up a drink. Ezra, Rexy, Ezrasaurus Rex, how are you? I'm doing well. For the record, my drink is Coke. <laughs> drink up, boy. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Sound effects. I can tell you that not everybody was pleased with that. That's okay. Okay, good. How are Do you, you doing, Greg? I'm fantastic. Excellent. Excellent indeed. It's when cold, I'm well. sure. And... Uh, <laughs> Life is just, life is just rolling along. Um, and then also to my right and your right, those of you who are listening through their phones or on their computers, and I really hope by the time you're listening to this, it's on. Well, we're not going to say it just yet, but hopefully it's there. I have um, Melanie. How are you? I'm great. AKA Melzies. Yeah. AKA Mel Stars. I have a lot of nicknames. <laughs> A.K.A. Melbalina. That one's new. No, it's not. Okay. Mele, mele. It just belonged oh. to someone Mele, else. Mele, no, there's no, it didn't belong to anyone else. <laughs> I've been replaced? No, Listen, replaced. No, you're not replaced. Okay. Because you're mele. still here, right? <laughs> yeah. You sure? You're confident about that? You seem confused. <laughs> yeah. Yeah? It's past my bedtime. Already? <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Well, this is going to be an interesting podcast <laughs> if it's past your bedtime. Yeah, I'm already giggly, so. Just giggly, people. <laughs> it's not you good. You want to enter into the giggle zone. <laughs> do, 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 do. Oh, no. We're entering the scary door. Wait a second. It's like the, the, the Twilight Zone crossed over with The Wizard of Oz. Did you notice that? 
Yes. It's a oh, crossover. Evil. Oh, <laughs> chimney. <laughs> You're among the little people now. <laughs> I'll stop because I could quote the entire movie. Don't do it, Mickey. Don't do it. Now it's not the time for humor. The Fancy File Podcast is a very serious podcast oh, with a bunch of serious people. No joking ever. Not on this podcast. Nope. No jokes. No. No jokes. As soon as we open up the Bible, no more jokes. Yeah, we get the joking out of the way. Yeah. We joke first and then we jump in. We shake it off. Yeah, we save the jokes for Mick's block when he throws himself down the stairs. <laughs> if you haven't seen that, I think that you should go look it up. Is it on? Is that one on the? Um, it is on it the is YouTube, YouTube channel. It's on its own playlist. It's called Mixed Block. Check it out. He's got about uh, what is it? Five episodes up? Oh, oh six? more than that. Is it, is it, is it oh, only yeah. five? No, we only released the f- second season. Oh. You said oh. you were working on reworking the first one. And I did not. <laughs> but yeah, there's a total of twelve episodes out there, I think, and uh, that's just fun. It's uh, for you, for your kids, for your kids' kids. And uh, it involves mostly me trying to teach the Bible and then shoving in a little skit to keep your attention. Some of those skits are either me in a submarine or me tossing myself down a flight of stairs. Ordering a a cappuccino for your firstborn child. Yes, as well. As in you're paying your firstborn child. Yes, in exchange uh... for a firstborn. It's always good to read the fine prints. And the best part about it, it's five minutes long, so you don't have to worry about having an hour to listen to a Devo if you've only got that five minutes between your oatmeal and running out for work or to your office for work, depending on where you're working. Uh, Do people eat oatmeal anymore? I know Robin does. Robin likes her oatmeal. Hmm. Okay. I probably would too if I ate breakfast or lunch. <laughs> Most important meal of the day, Mick. Come on. I was I was never an oatmeal guy. Bible verse context. <laughs> See it. I mean, the Bible does say man doesn't live by bread alone, so that means when you eat breakfast you have to eat more than toast. That's fair. Which is what I do. Good. Now, if you would ask my mom, shout out to my mom, uh, she would say that I eat a couple of bowls of cereal a day. She's rem- remembering when I was 11. The question is, when are you eating those bowls of cereal, though? All at once. That's fair. I would wake up and just eat quite a few bowls of it. That's fair. I have gone through an entire box of uh, whatever that, that cereal with a, a bear on it, sugar crisps. I right. went th- well it was easy to go through the whole box instead of just a bowl because essentially the whole package fell into my bowl because they're all stuck together. <laughs> so I just added milk on top of it. Sure. Why yeah. waste it? Anyways, now me and other members of my family are struggling with diabetes. It happens. You're struggling with diabetes? Uh it's it's on the way. On the way there. How do you know? Uh, the doctors, actually. The doctor said you're struggling with diabetes? Uh, no, it's about to. You're about to struggle. I'm about to struggle with it. It's a it's a blood thing. My entire lineage. Okay. It's not just me and sugar crisps. Although, if they choose to sponsor us, I will retract that statement and say that sugar crisps are fine. Yeah, no, it's, it's the Red Bulls. Mm-hmm. Yes. Where... <laughs> 
Where are we going here? See, this is what happens when you go into the giggle zone. That's fair. Okay, you don't leave. So, I, Mom, I want you to know I eat one bowl of cereal a day if I eat cereal. It's on the record. It's in the fancy files. I'm no longer 11. Thank you. So, Greg, what are we talking about today? Where are we picking Cereal, up? diabetes. I always find that when we record, the second one we record is always the one that kind of like, you know, gets uh, all over the place. It's always about the same amount of time. It's usually about 10 minutes. Maybe we can just cut out the first part. No. No. We're not cutting out any of this. That's the fun part. Okay. But before we get in, I would like to, to suggest and ask that those of you who are listening... Please like us on Facebook. Second, go on YouTube, find us, Christian Service. The Christian Service. The Christian Service. There can only be one. And uh, subscribe, like, subscribe, all that, so that uh, you don't miss out on all the amazing content that we're making. And share it with your friends. Share, share, share. Oh, and buy the merch. There's a link in the description. Yes. Every time it's said... It's like, oh yeah, that's true. We have merchandise, and yeah. then it's like, we have merchandise. We do. It's great. Why aren't you wearing it? It's in the wash. Ah, I was wearing the hoodie yesterday, and it is very comfy. So Good. there's that. I never got one. Did you buy one? I thought it was free for the people that participated in the podcast. Yeah, no, it's mistaken. like forty bucks. Sheesh! What a ripoff. <laughs> I started the thing and I paid for it. Mine was a gift from my wife back in the day. Okay, oh, nice. guys. Yes. I need Fine. <laughs> all right, so get the merchandise, like and subscribe, do all that stuff. It's 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 good for you. It builds character. It's good for you. It's good for you. You get, you know, if you love this podcast, why why would you want to miss out on it? You know, represent us. Go and buy the merchandise. You know, and there might be more shirts coming out. Like, well. Yes. We'll put like a picture of Ezra on a shirt. I am working on a very special Fancy Files shirt. Yeah? Good. Yeah, so. Oh, is this a surprise? Surprise. Although by the time this one comes out, the shirt might be out. So if it is, uh, buy it. Right. So if the shirt exists, get it. Yes. Good. Show off your uh, love for this podcast mm-hmm. and all 22 episodes. Mm-hmm. That we've recorded so far, Every, and people might be saying, "Why fancy files?" Oh, that's a good question. Well, fancy comes from uh, a ministry that we used to do many, many moons ago, and which no longer is operating. But we had a nickname that Mick came up with for it, and so we took the fancy part and then we added files to it, which was probably there was one night I was watching the X Files show, and I was like, "Oh, this is a good idea. I should throw files into the podcast." I don't know like what I was thinking the direction of the podcast would be. It would be some weird like we're going to talk about aliens and ghosts on the podcast and it's like, "Nah, we ain't doing that." Melanie shaking her head like, "Nope." Mm-mm-mm. One day, but not today. Definitely not today. Okay, so uh Mick is going to read us. We've I think we've been stuck on this verse for a while, which is fine. For those of you if this bothers you, it's like <laughs> See, the whole point is we want to dive in deep. And, Expositional like, and discuss and talk and it can go in different ways. If you're looking for like some quick fix, you're not going to get it. We could literally be on a verse for like a year. Nah, maybe not that long. Uh, no, We're not never. in Romans yet. <laughs> <laughs> Just wait. That's We're also not planning. Like, I don't know where, 
you know, going through the whole Bible, I don't think that's going to happen, but just getting, going through certain passages that we feel led to talk about and discuss and also like to have some fun too. So, you know, it's not like the podcast starts. Welcome to the podcast. Now everyone open their Bibles, <laughs> jump on right in. Yeah. Uh, so we've been going through uh, Colossians chapter three and the goal is to read the first six or seven verses of chapter three. You never know. It might go even further. Who knows? We'll see. We'll see how we feel led to in the flow of it. Uh, but we have been, well, we're talking about identity and Christians, how we, we need to you know live, live for God, get victory, know who we are, what the Bible says. So I'm going to get Mick uh, to read uh, just one verse today. Hopefully we'll get through it, finish it. Uh, for the, <laughs> If you knew us and the way we do Bible study, like, you know, quite a few of us get together and we've been doing so for years. Every week we do Bible studies together. And sometimes we would be, we would like, we're going to read five verses and then we end up getting stuck on like half a verse just discussing it, talking about it. So this is almost like you're getting a picture of what our Bible studies are like here. A little more casual though. Minus the mics. That's it. That's it. Everything's exactly the same. <laughs> Minus the microphones and the headset. All right, Mick. Uh, Colossians 3, chapter uh, chapter 3, verse 3. For you have died, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. That was my Mickey high-pitched voice. Uh, it, was, it was poor. It was bad. I guess I haven't left the giggle zone yet. Yeah. Come on out. Okay, uh, so we... I think we've talked quite a bit about what it means that as a Christian we're dead. So does anyone want to give a brief summary of what that means? Yeah, sure. Just quickly going over what uh, what we discussed two weeks ago. Uh, the whole idea of being dead with Christ uh, implies that when Christ was on the cross, he took on the sins of the world, and so any who would come to him and repent of their sins and make Jesus the Lord of their life, uh, had their sins, past, present, and future, taken from them and put upon Christ, as well as our nature and our um, deadness of spirit was put with Christ so that we could be a new creation as we see in Second Corinthians 5.17. We are a new man uh, and we are presently a new creation living for christ so all that we used to be is gone correct Amen. everyone around my panelists concur praise the lord melanie concurs mick is in stunned silence yeah i'm on the fence like in the fact that like it's it's gone but then there's like that kind of remnant just at least God doesn't see us that way. Amen. So that's good. But the sin nature, which I'm pretty sure we closed the last podcast off with. We did. Um, Talk about that. It's still there. And so it just means that uh, God is not done and he continues to work. It's a lifelong process. None of this sinless perfection, you know, immediate thing. It's just God walking hand in hand, bringing us up. Very good. So in these passages, and we kind of see a theme here, we really want to help believers to know who they are in the Lord. And 
if we fail to grasp and believe what God says about us, we're in for a world of trouble. I mean, even knowing this, still, we end up, can get ourselves into a world of trouble. Not knowing it, well, forget it. It's like <laughs> you're headed down a very dangerous uh, road that could you could end up in a bunch of trouble. Now, okay, so here we're talking a lot about identity. We're talking a lot about what God says about us, why that's important. And actually, I mean, I think that's actually a good question to kind of start off with uh, in our discussion here. Why is identity important? Well, uh, a few podcasts ago, uh, someone mentioned that if you don't know who you are, that's where your focus is going to be. You're going to be focused on who am I and filling in the gap. I mean, just look at society today. 99% of our politics, if it's not focused on the economy, if it's not focused on education, and even then still sometimes the education, it's all focused around intersectionality right? What's your race? What's your gender? What's your sexual orientation? What's your religion? What is your favorite color? You know, like every, everything is broken down of your identity and people just shove labels. Well, I am uh, this, I'm that, I'm this and that and this and that. And if you disagree with any of this, you are attacking me because you're trying to shred apart my personality and who I am as a person. You're not against the concept. You're not against the activity. You're against me because you're attacking my identity. So if we don't know who we are and what our standing is in Christ, that's where our focus goes. Everything will be centered around identity. It's the most crucial part. If you're not grounded and founded in what your identity is, it's <laughs> it's a mad, mad, mad world. But I think in a sense, uh, and I agree with what you're saying, but I think we also see it in the church. Because um, even as Christians, even though we, we believe for the most part the same things, many of us are still very tied to a, an identity that is apart from Christ. And so it's like, oh, I'm Pentecostal, I'm Presbyterian, I'm Baptist, I'm an independent Baptist. I'm non-denominational. Yeah, non-denominational. Or, oh, I don't associate with this person because they're a Calvinist. You know, and it's like all these little things, <laughs> speaking from personal experience here. We love you, Mick. That one time, Mick, that one time. I know, but I'll... Re- take that time to the grave but that so all these times like we love i think it's part of our sinful nature we love trying to understand things and the way we have chosen to do it as creatures and uh, created beings i guess is to label things and to group up with people who look like us and i don't necessarily mean just physically but like who look like us in on a spiritual sense you know it's like oh they they don't believe in in baptizing babies i'll i'll fit in more there or they don't believe that that uh, women should be uh, in pastoral roles so i'll fit in more there or all these different little things that ultimately kind of take away from the fact that christ needs to be the center now uh, i'm pretty sure 
you know, eventually we will be talking about, well, we have been talking about important doctrines uh, over the past few podcasts, but I think, you know, there are things that every Christian needs to believe in, and that's what should define what a Christian is, and we should unite around that. Even though other things are also important, they're not the focus of our fellowship. And like, you know, we have all around this table, we have various views on different things. And at the root of it, our Christian beliefs are there. The foundation is solid. The core doctrines doctrines are there, which means that we do not have to break fellowship. We don't have to, to go in separate directions. We can work together and proclaim the gospel uh, united in Christ. So I, I think we said this many times before. So within Christian service here, we believe and teach the Bible is the word of God, and it's the authority of not only what we believe, but what, how we practice. Is the Bible also tells us how we live. Anxiety. Remember the anxiety podcast we did where you know, the Bible gives us tools on, on how to deal with uh, you know, where our thoughts can go. Bible has a lot to say about what God thinks about us. Yep. Now, if you don't accept that the Bible is the Word of God, or you don't read it, you don't. It's not important to you. Then you're not going to be, you know, allowing the Holy Spirit through the Scriptures to speak to you regarding what God thinks about you. And then that can open up the door for all sorts of weird ways for you to to conclude on, you know, who God is, and what He says about you, how He expects you to live so on and so on so you could be like oh i feel this or i believe that and it's well it, what is it based on it has to be based on on the word of god it has to be based on on scripture and, and the second identity is absolutely important because what you believe about yourself will affect how you live hmm. so you know ezra you were talking about the way people view themselves today in and say more of a woke type belief system uh, and, and so, th- so you see how that has caused people to become very aggressive, and you know they will isolate themselves, and only people who think like them they'll only gravitate towards them, and then anyone else out of their circle, it's like, well, you you have no worth, and you, you're starting to see that now that the way identity is presented in the world causes division, identity politics divides. It causes you to really dislike or even hate people who don't think the same way you do. It's resegregation. We're seeing that happen. But biblically, the identity that God calls us or tells us who we are, it brings freedom. And then not only that, but then you begin to understand who God is. Who God is. Not only what he says about me, but who he is. And then that opens the door to loving others and properly living out the way we should. You know, Jesus said, love your your enemies. Pray for those who persecute you. Love your neighbor as yourself. The same God who speaks all this truth over us then calls us to live a certain way. And so what it's funny because people will accuse Christians of being divisive. And to a degree... There is truth to that Christians can be very divisive. But if we understand Scripture properly, and if we're going about to seek the truth of the Word of God, yes, the Word of God does bring about like a line in the sand. Like, look, if you don't believe certain things, you're not my brother in Christ. But that doesn't mean that you're going to 
hate that person. You're going to mistreat that person. You're going to act a certain way towards that person. Mm. And you go, well, how does, that, how does that connect to identity? Because if you understand who you are in Christ, then that brings freedom. And in that freedom, it, it, there's that, it causes you to live a certain way. And it will cause you to react to people in the way God wants you to react, in the way he calls us to, to react in the word of God. No, exactly. I agree. And I feel like the biggest danger we fall into when we don't base our faith and our beliefs and our theology on the Bible is that we begin to base not just our lives and our identity, but also our faith in slogans we find on Facebook. Like, right. Do you know how many people... Like, if you ask them a deep theological question, they probably won't be able to answer it with anything but, you know, Jeremiah twenty nine eleven, or some slogan catchphrase that they found from any popular church, typically Bethel, Hillsong, Elevation, Furtick, you know, all the big names. And that's where most people base their faith off of when they don't base it off the Bible. They base it off of catchphrases from, like, memes. Yeah. And that's really dangerous because what you get from that is not true theology, not real understanding of the nature of God, but memes. You get a caricature. Yeah. You get a custom God, quote-unquote. You don't get the true God. You get memes. And that's dangerous. That's yeah, good. absolutely. So you do have a lot of Christians uh, today who are struggling. We've been talking about that. And part of it, not all of it, is definitely connected to a lack of understanding of Scripture. So, you know, we're hoping that in teaching this, those who listen, it can help you. Not only to develop a greater understanding of, you know, what the word of God says, but also help you find true freedom and move towards that. Now in, in the verse that we read, so we, we talked about the last podcast about what it means to be dead, that we're dead in Christ. But then it says, and your life is hid with Christ in God. So what we were before is done in the mind of God. It's done. Now that's important to remember because I think sometimes we hold on to past guilts and past shame and all that, and we don't let it go. And sometimes we might even think that God is upset or disappointed in us. That is not the case. Because he says himself, no, this is done. The old life has passed away. Ezra, you want to quote it? Second Corinthians 5.17. Please. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. And some translations say all things become new. Yes. Saying the same thing. Now, that's what God says about us. So you need to let go of your past. Mm. See, a lot of this stuff you're talking about before about identity and that, and like identity politics and, and, and the woke culture, they're just constantly pulling out the past. Look at what this nation did. Look at what this group of people did. Evil, evil, shame, shame, shame. Good. And God is saying, no, if you're in Christ, that's done. That's done away with. It's buried. You're forgiven. You're, you're, forgiven. you're a new creation. So even if you had a ter terrible lineage of, of, of racism or whatever, uh, or you yourself were a terrible racist individual, you come to Christ, you're a new creation that is done away with. Amen. 
It's under the blood. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sin and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Absolutely. First John 1 John 1.9. So you're saying there are no generational curses. That is not a thing. To the believer, it's not. Amen. Someone needed to hear that. I'm talking to you. <laughs> you. Who was listening? Yes. Yeah. yeah, we could we could go down actually that road another day, uh, but yes, I do not believe, and I know this is popular in the charismatic Pentecostal circles. Maybe there's some people listening to this that do believe that the Christians are still under generational curses. When you become a Christian, Christ takes those curses away. He takes them away. You're a new creation. New creation. All things become new. You don't cross the bloodline with all these curses and all that. No, once it hits the blood, gone. Well, you guys are so good right now. This is straight fire. But I wanted to say that I was thinking about identity um, and how people of the world, but also people who struggle with same-sex attraction am i allowed to be talking about this you opened the door okay you opened it okay all right everyone duck and cover <laughs> here comes the bombs here comes the comments <laughs> so same-sex attraction um people tend to think that that's their identity okay but it's just a feeling and um and I do acknowledge that it can be a true struggle and I don't want to downplay that because it is terrible and you, if you struggle with that, you probably feel like you're an alien and you wish you, you didn't have to struggle with that. But the way the Bible tells us, I guess, identity works is it's either that you're in Adam or you're in Christ. Amen. That's what identity is, okay? There's yeah. only two camps. You can't like so if you're in Christ, you can't say that your identity is being homosexual or being whatever else. Put whatever label on it. You you can't say that. Your identity is you're in Christ. And if you're in Christ, um first john 5 3 says for this is the love of god that we keep his commandments and his commandments are not burdensome and if you love him you'll obey his commands so and it's not to say that it's going to be easy but if you're a true born again believer he's given you the holy spirit and he's going to equip you and it doesn't mean that you're never going to sin again but just know that he's going to guide you and accompany you and hold your hand through the process and he gave you the holy spirit and he will sanctify you and he will do a good work in you so maybe you that person who's struggling with this maybe this was for you too so there's no condemnation for those who are in christ jesus and even on top of that, if you, you think today we struggle with racism, if you think racism is a huge, big deal in North America today, like go back to the first century church. Racism was rampant. If you weren't a Roman or a Greek, you were a barbarian. If you weren't a Jew, you were a dog, right? Like they threw these terms around without hesitation. But Paul, a Jew writing a letter to 
Greek and Roman and Asian and European churches in the, well, they weren't European at the time, but bear with me here, mm -hmm. right? He, he was writing letters across mm -hmm. the Roman Empire and the known world at the time. And you know what he said in one of his letters? In Christ, there is neither slave nor free. There's neither man nor woman. There's not Jew or Greek. All of us are equal under Christ. Amen. When you come to Christ, we're not coming to Christ with identity politics. Amen. The white man is not better than the black man. The black man under Christ is just as loved and just as sinful as the white man. The white man is just as sinful as the black man. Everyone is equal under Christ. There is no identity politics because all of us have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. But in Christ, we are all made new. We are all redeemed and we are all loved by God. And we are all to love each other as brothers and sisters in Christ. Um, there's one thing that I really need to say is I've heard the term racial reconciliation being thrown around a lot. And I believe... The only reconciliation that exists is the fact that Christ reconciled us to God and he reconciled us to each other. So I don't yeah. think there is no other kind of reconciliation that needs to be made in the church. It's already been made. And so, like you said, I think that verse puts it perfectly. It's like we're already reconciled to, reconciled to each other. And I really hope people hear me out because this is really important we are reconciled to christ and reconciled to each other we should not be divided right now we should not be there shouldn't even be black church white church like we we are all one in christ so i just man yeah. this is so important the, the only time that a group of uh, people who would be christians that would have to reach out and reconcile is if they actually went out and sinned with somebody exactly. then then you do that but anything based on on the past like and again now if you were a Christian if you weren't a Christian you did something sinful you got saved and you need to go and apologize that's that's one thing but if somebody in your lineage did it that that is something completely different uh, and the same thing for us as Christians if if we're holding something against a group of people because they've affected something along the line in our family you, you don't you don't do that you you need to you need to let that go and to have forgiveness in your heart uh, towards anybody um okay now i want to get back into this passage here where it says our life is hidden with god uh with christ in god uh so this is actually now we're getting into another part of our identity so not only are we risen with christ we're hid with uh, or we're uh risen dead we're also hid and so that not only is speaking about part of of who we are but also speaks about our position our position uh, and what do I mean by that? Well, here's the thing. When God looks down on you, what does he see? This Pasha says he's going to see you hidden in Christ. So when God looks on you, he sees Jesus Christ. Now, you may think that's cute. You do not understand how incredible that is. You don't understand how amazing that is. Because 
and again, this goes back to, you know, when we get saved. When we get saved, Romans 6 talks about how we've been baptized into Christ in his death, baptized into his burial, baptized into his resurrection. I'm not talking about, like, people look at Romans 6 and think, oh, that's talking about water baptism. That's what water baptism represents. Romans 6 is not talking about water baptism. It's talking about our born-again experience. Mm-hmm. We were placed in Christ, and now our life is hidden in him. And that actually also talks about our legal standing. Our legal standing before God is in Jesus. Mm -hmm. So that means everything Jesus paid for, his perfect standing, his righteousness, his holiness, that is placed into our account. Mm -hmm. It is placed into our account. So why is that important? Because if you're walking around believing that you're worthless as a Christian, if you're walking around believing that you're defeated, that you're not loved, that no one cares about you, uh, that you're this terrible human being to begin with, and then on top of the fact that you know you have other people calling for the fact that uh, you know even because of whatever your the way you talk, your skin color, where you were born, that you're even more worthless, you start believing that. But then the Bible says the opposite. No, 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 no. Your life is hidden in Christ. It's like a seed being planted in the ground and then buried. Whatever you think you are is is gone. Because God himself says that when he sees you, he sees Jesus. When you stand before God on judgment day, you're not standing before God in you. Thank the Lord, because then you'd have to give an account for everything you've done. You're standing before God in Christ and everything, who he was, his sinless life, his cross, the victory at the cross applies to you. So you stand before God perfect. That's your legal standing. You stand before God righteous in Christ. That's your legal standing. You stand before God holy in Christ. That's your legal standing. Guess what? That's it right now. Amen. That is your standing in God right now. Well, if we look um, at the story of the prodigal son and all of those things, right? We we read that we are covered with, we are robed with Christ's righteousness, and and the achievements of God, the attributes of of God are the covering that we have. Uh, in the Old Testament, we read, uh, "I see the Lord seated on the throne." exalted and the train of his robe fills the temple with glory well that train of his robe is all that he is all that he represents and that is the covering that we receive and that is the 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 beauty of the gospel is that although we squandered the what we had in the garden what we had at the very beginning and we squandered it completely and in fact got ourselves in in debt really we come back, our old garments are taken away, and we receive the fullness of a Savior, the fullness of a perfect, sinless sacrifice. And we are hidden in that. That is all that can be seen. Yeah, I want to read this verse, and this continues with these thoughts that, that we're talking about here. And it's uh, Galatians chapter two, verse 20. And Paul says this, he says, I'm crucified with Christ. Mm. Nevertheless, I live mm. yet not I, 
but Christ liveth in me, and the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. My brothers and sisters in Christ, those of you who've been born again, right now, right at this moment as you listen to the words of my voice, you are crucified and you have been crucified with Christ. And yes, you live. You're alive. But the life that you live, it isn't you. It's Christ living in you. And then he says, how do I live that out? By faith. The life that I live now, by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. That is our life hidden in God. It's no longer about you. Amen. You're, everything about you, you're, we'll talk about rights if you want to use that term. Uh, everything about you is gone. Mm. No longer about you living for yourself. No longer about you uh, glorifying yourself, thinking out, looking out for number one, you know, being all you can be. It's not about you. It's about Jesus. It's about the one. He is the one you're living for because he is living in you. You've been crucified with Christ. So whatever it is that you think you've done is gone. Is buried. Don't allow the enemy to drag you down in guilt. Now, if it's to the point where there's some serious, serious issues going on there and you're having a hard time letting go of past guilt, I mean, yes, look, find biblical counseling. Look, go and seek out counsel for individuals to help you with that. But know that God Himself is speaking this over you who you are in Him. It's not, it's not just, oh, I got saved, and now, all right, here's your membership. Here's your ticket to heaven. No, this is, you are now a new person with a new identity, and that identity is Jesus Christ. Mm. Your standing, legal standing, is Jesus Christ. Right now. Right now. Yeah, I agree. And I think in order to understand the significance of this, we have to go all the way back to Genesis, right? And then also through the Levitical law. In Genesis, there was only one rule given to Adam and Eve in that garden. And that was, be free. Be fruitful, multiply, take care of the garden. But whatever you do, do not eat of the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. For on the day you eat of it, you shall surely die. Now you might be looking around and asking yourself, how in the world are there still humans on the earth? Mm -hmm. And the answer to that is, following the curses that God brought on the earth, um, there was an animal that was killed. And God used its skin to cover Adam and Eve. So in an act of mercy, God performed the first sacrifice. Amen. In the place of Adam and Eve, those animals died. God would have had every right to strike down Adam and Eve for their sin, for breaking the only law on the earth. But in his love and his mercy and his justice he didn't just wipe the dead away that's not how it works 
that wouldn't be just. His justice demand payment demands payment for sin. But his mercy provided a way out. And that way out was the first sacrifice. God himself performed the sacrifice. Someone had to die. And in their place, instead of Adam and Eve that died, it was the animal he used to clothe them. And the imagery we see in how they clothed themselves when they sinned versus how God clothed them with the sacrifice, it, it demonstrates to us that our attempts to cover up our sin, our attempts to find forgiveness from our sins and our good works they're meaningless it's not enough because paul says the wages of sin is death someone has to die for there to be forgiveness so in in our present day why aren't we still performing sacrifices because christ living a holy and sinless life came in and died in our place. So when we have to give an account to God for our sin, we don't say, well, I sinned and I tried to cover it up. No, we can point to Jesus and say, there's my sacrifice. He took my punishment. He died in my place. Christ is our covering because Christ was the sacrifice for our sin. That was really beautiful. I was going to give an analogy, but that one was way better. Um, yeah, all I wanted to say was that's why it doesn't make sense when we boast because we haven't done anything like we haven't, we're not the ones who saved ourselves, right? Jesus deserves the credit. And I think that's why, um, Ephesians 2, 8 through 9 puts it really well. And I've, we've seen it before. Um, it's a free gift of God that we don't deserve and um, so that no man may boast, but we still keep on boasting. And um, that's why we have to, uh, we have to um, have the, the Holy Spirit's help because we have that tendency of boasting. But I pray that all of us would remember that it's really not in our own doing. As Ezra explained, it's really the work of Christ. And... Uh, the Bible also says that our best works are like filthy rags. So even if we wanted to, we wouldn't be able to. And God knew that. So he sent Jesus, the perfect sacrifice, to atone for our sins once and for all. So the gospel is a beautiful story. Yeah, because if we downplay or ignore the sacrifice of Christ, what we find ourselves with is that we're deep in deep trouble because... The Bible talks about having to perform sacrifice for sin. Well, the temple's not there anymore. So we have no no way. And, and I mean, we were reading how... Actually, we didn't read. I read this this week. But this idea that sacrifices and all these different rituals in the Bible were a shadow of things to come, were a shadow of... Uh, of the Messiah and, and what he would accomplish. and But Christ is the substance of it all. Yeah. 
And so for us as believers, we need to focus on the cross and know that our identity is rooted in Christ because he is the substance of everything leading up to it. Amen. Now, as we close out the podcast for today, uh, I want to just, I want to say something uh, very clearly. One, we're not saying that we want to make sure, because we know we're going to get misinterpreted. So there's going to be shirts made for this podcast. Uh, But I want to make sure that people understand, one, we're not excusing anyone's behavior that they may have done before. Some people may have committed terrible crimes in their past before they became a Christian. That doesn't excuse it. For example, let's say someone murdered somebody. Uh, They still, even if they get saved, they still go to jail. We actually, there's Son of Sam. The ter- David, I can't pronounce his last name. I'm not going to try it. But he was the. If, if you know who the son of Sam, serial killer is this man. Terrible crimes that he committed, and he went to jail and he got saved, in jail. And you hear his testimony. You could see this is a changed man, and and he's any every time he's had chance for parole. He's no, I deserve to be here. I I deserve to be here for my crime. So we're not excusing any past sins. Uh, we're just talking about how people can be free from that guilt. And we're also, we also want to make sure that we're not uh, making you feel that we are ignoring that, especially, you know, minorities in, in cases have been mistreated. And we're not explaining that away. All we're saying is that nobody should be held accountable or like a group of people shouldn't be held accountable for the mistreatment of a group of minorities by a few. Just like we do not, uh, just like it's wrong to stereotype an entire group of people be- because of some, like this, some people who think all black people are, are, you know, are going out and committing crimes. That's terrible. That's a stereotype. And people think that way. And that's unfortunate. Or, you know, Asian people do this, you know, just because someone knew one Asian person. That's, you shouldn't think that way. Uh, but just because there's groups of people who have been racist or whatnot does not mean an entire group of people are racist and that is wrong as well so we just want to clarify that so nobody uh goes away thinking that we think racism is fine we don't racism is a sin any letters racism is a sin and that someone who's in christ is not to act that way uh so we hope that that uh, helps clarify just like when we were doing the anxiety podcast we were in no way telling people to get rid of their medication not physicians here we're not physicians, so. So that is it. We want to thank you very much for taking the time to listen today to the Fancy File Podcast. I am your host, Greg DeScott, and I have with me the Mighty Mick. Ahoy, hoy. Mr. Ezra. Always a pleasure, sir. And the Melanie. Your identity is in Christ if you're a Christian. Amen. Thank you and God bless. Amen.